0: Even when we're really stone ass drunk, we do just cut it down to the more entertaining parts. So yes. we can ramble, it's fine. Yeah, I'll take don't care worry. of it later. And we're going to get drunk. Um,
1: oh, we can we can get toasty. If it, you want. It has ha- been known to happen. Yeah. Every single time, actually. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure
0: Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher.
1: Welcome to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome! I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy. I am joined, as always, by the lovely, the talented, the magnificent... Melissa! And this evening, we have not one, but two special guests. (laughs) We have our man harem.
0: (laughs) Well, if there are equal numbers of women and men in a room, does it... Does that...
1: Is that a man harem? Let me... What? It could be the start... Okay. Oh, and like well, run run that's true. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay.
1: Whatever. Okay. So our special guests this evening are Rob Callahan. Say hello, Rob. That's me. Yay, hi. Rob. And we're joined again by my husband, Monty slash Chris slash Squeegee.
2: How you doing?
1: Uh, hi, Squeegee. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> you know how often I'm called Squeegee these days? <laughs> How often? Uh, basically, when I see you, Melissa.
1: I I figured
0: that and might Jerry, be the
2: case. Jerry College um, calls me that too. Um,
1: yeah. I remember when I first brought you to Convergence, and then I read Melissa's after-action report on Live Journal, and she's like, <laughs> and I ran into an old high school friend named Squeegee, who I would not to Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Oh, Melissa! <laughs> wow, that was weird. <sighs> yeah, I didn't find out that you would run into him until I read your life journal account after the fact. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Very strange. But anyway, tell him what we're doing tonight, Melissa. We are talking
0: about game movies. So, movies about video games, movies based on video games, movies based on board games, movies about board games that don't exist. Movies whatever. where a
1: game features heavily, yeah. possibly, you know, whatever. Yeah. But not sports. Sports sports are a different thing. Sports are a completely different genre, and I would love very much
0: to do an underdog I, sports film. I, I think a sports film episode is in our
1: stars somewhere,
0: but not tonight.
1: Not tonight. This evening, we are drinking... A twenty twelve California wine from Cupcake Vineyards and the name of the wine is Red Velvet. So we are in fact drinking red velvet cupcake. Woohoo!
0: It tastes like wine rather than red, red yeah, velvet. Yeah, it does cake. taste like a red wine. It's which really is really sweet. Which is fine by me because red velvet never
1: really tasted like much to me. It tastes like a sort of flat chocolate. Yeah. Not like yeah. a good chocolate. Just point like, of okay.
2: interest. Red velvet cup. Red velvet cake was originally red because beets were used as one of its main ingredients. Yeah. So it would have a regular. If it prepared in its traditional form, it would have a much earthier tone than a regular chocolate.
1: That, so we should be tasting beets right now. I'm not tasting beets, and I'm, I'm really not. okay with that. I don't. I think beets taste no, like there, mud. No, there
2: is very little beet flavor in this
3: particular one.
1: So, where <laughs> do we want to start? Well, let's see. You know, I feel
0: like we should start strong with War Games, because I, I feel like that's one of the, the early foundational game movies.
1: Okay, there are movies that happened before that that oh, are yeah. on our list. Okay, yeah. just... Uh,
0: between between war, war Games and Tron... Yeah. You know I mean, they they were kind of in that same
3: era.
1: Yeah, they were both, war, yeah. early 80s. Is Wargames pre-Clue? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes. yes. Okay. And Wargames was based on uh, computer tic-tac-toe.
0: <laughs> or
3: Missile Command. Or, or Missile Wait, whichever. Command. whichever.
1: Global Thermonuclear War People, that was the game it was based on.
0: I, I would like to state that right now the background of my computer is the screen from War Games.
1: The Whopper. Yeah the whopper I remember that I thought
3: why, was- why did they program like- the whopper to think that global thermonuclear war was a game to begin with
1: that is, well, it was
0: a simulator on car with chess
3: and tic-tac-toe and whatever the, the uh, other option was.
0: I, I, I got the sense that it was, just kinda, it, it was a simulator that was just kind of thrown in there with the games because it was using game theory, because, I mean, <laughs> that's how a programmer would think. And then
1: somehow or another At got access movie. to the codes for the actual missiles.
3: Mm-hmm. The internet was very early. A lot of films that take place around or are about the internet, the mm-hmm. internet is magical. Oh yes, and it can do whatever it needs to do to advance the plot.
0: Although the thing I like about war games, it it played fairly straight with the technology. I mean they they were using modems and exp- and at that point they had to explain what a modem did. Yeah, you know, and and dialing you had to, it up you with a telephone, your, your
3: telephone onto the modem. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, Yeah.
1: modems.
3: What, oh, what God, happened? they were
1: so annoying when you wanted to call someone. <laughs> or or
3: when, when somebody would call you while you're trying to be on a BBS somewhere, and lose no, your connection. No,
1: for me, it was that I would be trying to call home, but my brother was on the modem, and so my call could never go through. And this was mm-hmm. before mobile phones, where you had another way to reach home. And it's like, I need to reach somebody at the house. Get off the fucking game.
3: My, my problem was always <laughs> I, was, I was trying to mud. You know, these were the text-based uh, uh, online role-playing games, the predecessors to, like, EverQuest, and you know, World of Warcraft, and I'd be, like, right in the middle of a quest, and some other player would come up and attack me, and then a roommate's friend would call, and I'd get cut off, and I'd get pee-killed while I'm offline. And then I'd get back, and, like, I'd been looted, all my stuff is gone, because someone had to call in. I'm old, by the way, because that's... <laughs> That's like just a few years after Wargames. Well, was it
0: star71 to disable call waiting?
3: Oh, what was it?
0: What was uh, the code? It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was star71 or something like that.
3: Yeah, there you could, in your ATD command, you could add yeah. little star commands.
0: And to I, it. I, and call I waiting used was it was advanced technology oh, yeah. too. Star I used it. Star command? You okay.
3: Just said, yeah. Star command.
0: Star command. <laughs> Okay, so But but I, I think war games is an early lesson in using strong passwords. <laughs> Very <impressive. laughs> because that is one of the lamest passwords ever.
1: Also But but a- it but it also
0: illustrates, you know, the the, the human engineering aspect of hacking.
1: Yeah. Because, because he had to do research. Yeah. He had to do research, and that's how he got the password. That's how he got the password. Because he did research into the original computer programmer. And what I also love is that it shows that any kind of hacking also involves being very hands-on. Look at how he kept getting the password to the school's computers. Yeah. He would get himself sent to the office, and then he knew where to look, mm-hmm. and then he would go in and change things. Which was, that was a nice callback in Ferris Bueller when he did that in Ferris. Bueller. Oh yes, very, very enjoyable. Yes, yeah. I so it was him. an early look at hacker culture. Mm-hmm. I was
3: I was pretty young when both those movies came out. I was in probably grade school, and I remember like watching those scenes in both Ferris Bueller and in War Games, and thinking, "I can't wait until I'm old enough to do that myself." <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, it did also have the uh, the blunt force attack because didn't he also have it just like, yes, when Ali Sheedy comes over she's like, what is it doing? And he just had it like firing numbers at mm-hmm. it and, there, and it was
3: no go. Didn't he program it to randomly call that was phone it. numbers it was, too?
1: Yeah, it was, it was randomly calling phone numbers, that was it.
0: Yep. And that was the thing that was done back then is, you know, to find modems that would pick up, you just fire through random phone numbers until you get one that picks up. I know people
1: who did that. Of course you do. And, of course, we all learned that you need to learn to play tic-tac-toe to learn the futility of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my part to avert global thermonuclear war by teaching Petty to play tic-tac-toe. Just FYI. So
0: anyway, um, okay. Should so we after wargames, and should, we should talk about Tron. I think we should talk about Tron. Yeah, because yeah, that not. will get us back on track. <laughs> 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 because we have all seen Tron.
1: Oh, Yay, Yay Tron! I I, yes, I, I adore Tron, but boy, it's that is a movie that does not age well in terms of pacing. We have gotten so much so used to a more brisk pace in our movies, and that movie is deliberate. Well that, I think that's part of its true. I don't hate it, but it is definitely something that means when I sit down to watch it I have to be prepared for it because otherwise I might fall asleep.
0: And well here, here's the thing about Tron. Tron always had sort of a, a slow pace to it. And, yeah. and Disney was more focusing on the technology and wonder of it than Action, How it was storytelling, editing.
1: <laughs> like editing or pacing. Yeah, that said, Jeff Bridges was a really likable, likable rogue. He was.
2: Yeah, he, he was, was good. He I was would, good. I would love someone to take the original movie and edit it down to like an hour, and add a new soundtrack.
1: Mm, an hour, really? But now, wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait! Now, new soundtrack. was fighting words. I'm uh-huh. not saying. I'm not saying you don't use the original. I'm <laughs> saying that you modify it. You have to you mm. have
1: to if you're gonna cut it down. Well yeah, that's true. But in...
2: you could do some awesome I, also
1: stuff, like, I
0: think it'd be, could be fun to play awesome stuff do. with a new with
2: a reimagining of the original score, you know, flowing. I just think it'd be
1: fun to put a new soundtrack on it just to play with how that would affect the feel of the movie. But, um, also, you know. I mean, come on, wouldn't it be fun to do, like, a fan edit of, like, eight minutes and put more of, like, a Super Mario theme on it? Come on. <laughs> and then every once in a while when he runs, it goes, waka 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 waka
3: waka <laughs> You could actually hear that sound in the background, in the Master Controls, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Secret yeah, chambers. you totally can hear it. 80s video game soundtracks in the background.
0: Right? The Pac-Man
3: waka 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 was one of them. Um, I disagree with everyone. I think Tron was perfect just the way it was. Okay. It's a uh, sit back and relax and enjoy the spectacle in front of you film. In the same way that uh, later uh, sort of proper CGI films like the Mind's Eye series were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. If you saw those, you know, there's no story in those. There's little vignettes with music. Um, but mm-hmm. you're not watching it for the, the vignettes and the short stories that are told within. You. You're watching it just to... just take it all in
0: well those were kind of the the uh, home video equivalent of a laser floyd show <laughs> i suppose
3: they were. <laughs> they were i never got high and watched them though I was, maybe <laughs> i missed something yet
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, I, I, I... Oh, on our face. next episode a very special episode a very special, special episode, episode of, of cinema i'm afraid that you're downplaying the um the, the importance of the storyline and the script that that goes along that of Tron, because really when you get right down to it, it falls into the class of of a true, really good classic uh, Christ line, Jesus story, because he's it's, he's it, it's right up there with with The Matrix and ET, where it's someone from another world coming to to, to save us. Wasn't and there even a prophecy? The, the, or
0: no. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
2: believe in the users? Yeah, (laughs) I almost want a t-shirt now, now that I'm thinking about it. Should we talk about Tron 2? Yes, we can't not talk about Tron 2. That's true. We should. Or the video game. Are
1: we talking Tron Legacy? Legacy? Yeah, Tron Legacy.
2: Yeah, Tron 2.0
3: Legacy. Okay,
1: quick aside before you actually talk about it. We saw Tron Legacy at Fetnamathon, and um, there was something very fun about the experience because this was the first time... That Harry took us off site for the final film.
0: Yeah, we we went to an IMAX
1: theater. So we were so really twenty a, a four hours. A true IMAX theater. So we've all been up for 23 hours and Minimum. and those of us who've been to Butnamathon before know that you're just in the theater until it's done. And all of a sudden Harry's like, We have two films left. We watch a film and he's like, and so we know there's one more movie left. And he's like, Okay, grab your stuff and go out that door and get on the bus. <laughs> and, and it's we're like, all just field trip <laughs> there's there's both a field trip but then there's also this sort of where are you taking us nobody knows where you're taking us do people i should i make a phone call and, none
2: of us have our phones at this time yeah
1: because you weren't allowed to i feel like we should tell should i leave a note harry took me <laughs> what? So um, we get on the we get on there, and there was much speculation about where we were going. But it turns out we went to over to the to the IMAX to see Tron Legacy in IMAX three D. In IMAX three D, after having been awake for twenty three hours, so there was obviously. a yeah, there yeah. was a point where I, honest to God, thought I was in the movie for like a solid thirty <laughs> seconds. I'm just like, what? Oh oh God, wow Young Jeff Bridges is talking to me. <laughs> Why? Oh that was so sad. <laughs> Young that's Bridges so sad. He's right in front of me. Can you touch it? It was very it was a very surreal experience. Yeah. It, it was very surreal. Unfortunately strange. it wasn't a very good movie. And it's either.
0: not a great movie. The Daft Punk soundtrack
2: is very good. Yeah. Well, I
0: feel that's the best and thing to it. Of come course out the
2: special with. effects are great and the performances are solid. Um and it it just it Except lacked, for... it lacked the gravitas of of the original. Obviously, yeah.
3: I felt like it was a reboot that uh, tried to reboot without throwing out the original canon. And that's oh cool. yeah. And in that mm. respect, it was so much better than Star Trek, mm. which I thought was a very Star Trek way to do a reboot, but went downhill fast.
1: Well, see, I disagree. I like the
3: Star Trek yeah. reboot. And Into Darkness? No,
1: a yeah. bad hand job for a woman is even more disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's just really somebody playing with you, and after a while, you're like, "Could you just stop?" Yeah, just uh... no, no, don't mm.
2: no. Now it's just chafing.
3: Okay, so we're off topic again. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
2: so back to back, so to, back Tron to Tron Two, uh, um, uh, or Tron and Tron and or Tron. So, 2. but the
1: premise of Tron Two, they were clearly going for something kind of biblical, kind of epic, with the idea that this has spawned
2: a new life form, mm-hmm. right? This this clue is turned,
3: and yeah, really, when you get right down to it, it's kind of matrixy.
1: But yeah, but it's it's Matrix
2: revolutions. Yeah, It's, it's Matrix without saying. all the
3: ham-fisted philosophy, though.
2: Yeah, no, I, the I ham-fisted
3: don't... philosophy's in both.
2: Uh, okay, the most defensive thing about Tron 2 is how abysmal the special effects for Jeff Bridges, young Jeff Bridges were. You are be- this movie is being made by Disney, a company that has made more movies and has more special effects technology and has partnered with Lucasfilm... And they have all the money in the world. And they have more money than Jesus. Well, that's a bad example. But it it, bad comparison. More money than the Beatles. More money than the Beatles. And you can't throw a decent light on him. What what was. It's like, oh my God, they made you out of plastic. It's worse than.
1: Glowy plastic at that. Glowy
2: plastic, it's worse than the original Toy Story, which was 20 years ago. Not acceptable Well, in Jeff, any way. No,
1: it's, he, he had makeup on because he was going into the Uncanny Valley, and he wanted to blend in.
2: <laughs> wow, that is the best argument yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love you very much.
0: I am I'm amazing. <laughs> I, I, I want to make a movie he called The so Uncanny Sad. Valley, and it's this <laughs> odyssey where you have to disguise yourself to camouflage
2: with the residents of the Uncanny, uncanny Valley. The va- Uncanny Valley of the Dolls. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my my brain just exploded. No, that's a face. A <laughs> can we can Listen. we
1: do can we do like a dance number where the pearls are just flying? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, yeah, I are love. Are we done with Tron, Tron? is there more than
1: you I, said about that? Oh,
3: I spoke my piece. Yeah,
1: it's just I. Oh, man, it's such a great world, and the problem is that when they went back to with. And it didn't go well. I feel like they're not going to go back to it, at least not anytime soon. And I, yeah. and I would like them to go back to it. I would like them to go back to it and tonally stay within the Tron world. I don't want them to go back to that world with a Matrix vibe. I want them to go back to that world with a Tron vibe. Yeah. And I want them to explore it, but I would like them to explore it more in the mold of the original Tron than what ended up in Tron Legacy, which was very, just clubby.
3: And I didn't like the sun. No, not no, at all. Not oh, he wasn't. Yeah. us. Me it, was.
1: it, it just was so, like, because in the original, those, all of those people you met in inside were computer programs. And now there are so many different types of computer programs you could really play with that. And instead, it just felt like we were at a rave.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I'm like, oh, well... I want the banking programs. I loved I loved the accountancy program that we had in oh, yeah. the first yeah. one. Lando
3: from Babylon 5. Was,
1: yeah. I know. He was adorable.
3: And I, loved, and I
1: loved
0: Bit. Okay. No, 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 no. Yet, 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 yet.
1: <laughs> What's Cloak and Dagger? Cloak and Dagger is fun. It's super fun. It's got, um. oh, who's that? Is it Henry Thomas? It's E.T.? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the E.T. And, kid. And wasn't it? It Dab- wasn't Gene. It wasn't Gene Hackman. It was Dabney
0: Coleman. Dabney Coleman. It was like the poor man's Gene Hackman.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Dabney Coleman, and because he was huge in the eighties. Oh, he was. I love Okay, him. So, nine to Coleman.
3: five. He was. Yeah.
1: Um, and so <laughs> he was. what's fun is that both of these movies, in very different ways, are taking this trope of um, you're playing a game, and in both cases, it's sort of a spy flavored espionage sort of flavored game. You're Playing this game, and then something is going to happen to you in real life that me, that where you will find these skills that you played this game to be useful, which is also true of The Last Starfighter. This Mm -hmm. is a big thing that like video games can help teach you things. And which, of course, now as an ex-teacher, where that was a huge thing of like, how can we use games in the classroom? And I'm like, well, first off, you could shut up about lots of things and go away. Anyway, but that's me being bitter. Um, So (laughs) Cloak and Dagger is this kid. His mom has died. um, Because she's nowhere in the picture. She's died. So he's being raised by his father, who is... Standoffish. He's probably still struggling with his grief. He doesn't know how to reach his son, and his father's like a pilot or something. I know that he's in uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And his father's played by Dabney Coleman. I there's a reveal in there because Mm -hmm. he's playing this game called Cloak and Dagger, which is an which is a spy game. It's a very early pixelated sort of game. It's a spy game, and it's one of those like written text games, like where you have to. What do you do? Zork. You know, yeah. I walk down the hallway. Like
0: one of those old Infocom games.
1: Yeah. And... the And
0: Hitchhikers. he has
1: become so engrossed in it that he has an imaginary friend who is the main character from this game, who he talks to. And this imaginary friend is played by Dabney Coleman. And there's a huge, like, a reveal in the movie when mm-hmm. you realize that Dabney Coleman... who has been your spy pretend imaginary friend this entire time is his father. When he when he shows up as his father, you're like, Oh, Oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. And so this kid inadvertently ends up with top secret something and he's being chased by spies. And so he has to use all of these skills from the game to outwit the spies and accomplish his mission and, of course, he's got imaginary friend Dabney Coleman there going, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. Until at the very end, when he's in real physical danger, it's his father that saves him.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. I never saw it. Um, did he use Rube Goldberg machines to defeat the spies chasing him? Because this sounds a lot like Home Alone.
1: <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was more the sort of basic... Espionage one oh one type stuff of like you should be listening and uh oh duck over yeah. here and Yeah, it was like a kid's espionage movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was yeah. a lot of fun. This could almost be the Damney
1: He was down, in so war games, wasn't he?
3: He was in War Wars, Games.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um
3: Well Nine to Five was all about playing the corporate office get ahead game.
0: Well yeah so and I, I do observe I that as a that's right, he was in Jumanji. And holy cow. Yeah.
1: It isn't as clear in Last Starfighter, but in Cloak and Dagger and in Gotcha, it is very clear of how you will watch them play the game, Mm -hmm. and then that scenario will play out in real life.
0: Right. And it is Mm -hmm. very
1: satisfying Mm -hmm. how that happens, and that is the fun of watching those movies. And in Gotcha, it's Anthony Edwards, and he's a college student, and um, they are playing this hunting paintball game where you sign up for it. And you are assigned a target, and when you're not, <laughs> Monty is
0: laughing because I remember high school. Did you guys do something? Were like you it? playing assassin?
2: I remember you playing assassin, but I just
0: no. Yeah, I was, was like a fucking else.
2: arms dealer. Keep talking. I will. bring... I'll discuss okay. my. What
0: yeah, I'm laughing yeah. We right we over. we need to to diverge after Wendy's. So
1: um, and so you you can't be shot in a class, but you and your dorm room is safe. But anywhere that is public. You are a target, and so whenever you go out, whenever you like leave your class or your dorm room, you need to be on your guard. Oh, we and, did that in high school. Yeah, and mm-hmm. be and be thinking about lines of sight and ambush possibilities and etc. And it like the movie opens with him like walking, and suddenly a paintball splashes by his head. He's like, "Crap!" And he like didn't bring his gun, or maybe I forget how it works. And so he gets chased, and that's how you're introduced to oh, this is a game that they're playing at this. At this campus. Okay, that's kind of fun. And it's Anthony Edwards when he's young and just adorable. (laughs) And he ends up um, as part of some sort of uh, school trip or something. He ends up going to what is still East Berlin because there is still Mm -hmm. the Berlin Wall. No, he starts in Paris. I know he starts in Paris because he has the French waiter scene where the French waiter is so snuff. <laughs> you remember this
0: a lot better than I do.
1: Because the French waiter comes over and he, he like says something and the French waiter is so snooty to him and he just looks at me and he goes, mon crayon, a grand, a jeune. <laughs> <laughs> my cray- my pencil is big and yellow. Because <laughs> he told yeah. somebody earlier in the movie, he's like, I'm going to Paris and the only thing I remember in French is this random phrase it's it's a cute scene and he meets linda fiorentino in her sassy pixie 80s cut and she's hot so he followed and she seduces him into going with her to berlin for some reason you know like oh help me help me and then when they get there she's like i need to go into east berlin and he's kind of like uh what but he goes into East Berlin with her, and then there are, like, top-secret spy-secret things, and then he gets embroiled in it, and they follow him, and so he ends up I swear, back on his campus. Yeah, he was back on campus. He At the end of the film, he's back on campus, and these spies are after him, but now it's on his home turf, and he gets his gun, only it's it's a tranquilizer gun, not a paintball gun, mm-hmm. that he steals like from the veterinary school. And he's <laughs> playing gotcha with these people, and he's destroying them because he's one of the best players on the campus. <laughs> and it's a super fun little it film. Is. It is. It's
0: really cute. It's really cute. I will vouch for gotcha.
1: <laughs> it's, and I feel like it's gotten completely forgotten because it just flies under the radar because it's well, a, a lot of mid level films. Well, a lot of those um,
0: Red Scare Iron Curtain movies have kind of, unless they were really serious films about uh, the Cold War, they have just kind of flittered away yeah. into history. Oh. Which is kind of sad. Or if
3: they were comedies.
0: Or if they were comedies, you're right. Especially
3: with Bill Murray. Right. They they laugh.
0: Stripes is hilarious. Speaking of which, Billy Wilder's one, two, three is often forgotten and a lot of fun. But
2: anyway, Monty, what was your... I was laughing because after you talked about how at the beginning you see they're playing this game and then you realize that that comes into play later and then I remembered that John Carpenter's The Thing starts out with McCready playing chess. You're right. With a computer. And then, he's, and then, then he calls he her loses, a bitch. And he then, loses, then he pours. and he just pours scotch over the whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, never liked that game anyway. And <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what you're talking about. He's like, fuck the whole thing, I'm just gonna drink. I'm <laughs> 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 like... Mm -hmm. The Last Starfighter is a classic hero's tale that manages to hold up even against so many rivals and so many directors. Um, it, 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 It riffs on Spielberg's camera work. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has a magnificent score that that obviously is is paying a lot of homage yep. to to John Williams. Yeah, and of course none of these people were slightly involved, but um, it does it does them it does them good that we compare it compare it to them and compare it to them. They yeah, pay. It was um, like the um, best fan fiction. Yeah, that, ever. Oh yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like. Yeah, it's fan fiction, sort of in the same way that that uh, well, Galaxy Quest is the best Star Wars movie. In Robert mm-hmm.
1: Preston's last film, you're right, oh, it, The Music it, Man, and he is mm-hmm. so charming. He none yeah, lost yeah. none of the charisma. And he's so likable.
2: Oh. everybody's firmly invested in it, even though, even regardless of how utterly ridiculous the whole premise. Who plays
1: is. Who plays Greg? Um, wasn't that Louis Gossett Jr.? No, no,
2: no, no, no. no that's um, no.
1: That was Enemy Mine.
0: <laughs> Where that's Scott. right, that's right. Where luke I, I. I. Yeah, because I just recently watched Jaws 3D and, and realized it was an Enemy Mine reunion. Um, oh, 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 oh yeah. yes. Wow, and my
2: brain is broken.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Dan
1: Hurley. Dan Hurley. Dan, Dan Hurley. Hurley.
2: Wow, Knight's guest has not aged well. No, he hasn't. I'm so sorry.
1: He was so charmingly mm. cute and very likable, and real chemistry with him. And what's your toes, Catherine Mary Stewart? Catherine Mary Stewart, He's yeah, who was hideous. in Night of the Night of the Comet.
2: <laughs> but, but to to Wendy's <laughs> to Wendy's to Wendy's <laughs> point that was made earlier of a video game or a game that is shown in the beginning and being instrumental in the 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 main character's success later it that's exactly what this movie is and it is no more or less than that Mm -hmm. um
1: well it's not as clear though i mean because you watch at the beginning of gotcha you watch him play the game and then you watch him at the end play the exact game but this time for real and and when you watch him play the video game he does. there is not a direct correlation scene instead you get the death blossom which is still a super fun scene. <laughs> True. Although it sounds vaguely like a bowel movement.
0: <laughs> or a porn move. I, I'm not sure. Or
1: perhaps something you get at an Australian restaurant. They're not mutually exclusive.
0: <laughs> 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 um, Blossom. Death yeah, blossom, I you know I just came back from Fantastic Fest and they actually one of the guys from the uh, arcade section of Fantastic Fest programmed and built the start last. Does Starfighter it have Robert
1: game. Preston's voice?
0: It mm. does the greeting of Starfighter and everything, and and it had the full arcade uh, cabinet and everything, and it's it's a hard game. It's really hard. Well, and I'm not a big video game player, but it's like especially hard. It was the
2: X-Caliber
3: test? Yeah. Yeah. You may have thought it was a game, but it, it
0: was a test. Aha. They really? don't want a just, test.
3: they don't want just anyone passing that. Test. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super tricky. Well, it's really t- tricky. Did you play Pac-Man recently? Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and also well, by having it be hard it points out that this poor kid living in a trailer park has nothing better to do with his time than get good at this game. Let me yeah.
3: say that's my one problem with that film. Um,
1: Whoa! okay, yeah. okay,
3: okay. Because I actually, when I was a kid, I lived in a trailer park.
1: Oh. And, uh, so. You know what, Stuart? I like you. You're not like the other people. That is much the more representative.
3: <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So Nancy when we got a Blu-ray player she she the first thing she bought was Last Starfighter on Blu-ray. And let me just say there's no reason to watch it on Blu-ray.
1: No. That is not going to be kind to those early graphics at all. But um I I'd say that's a VHS
3: movie. They, you know Yeah, they,
1: they really they, yeah. those the graphics nostalgia. don't
3: those graphics don't hold up. The opening uh of- you know, the beginning of the story all takes place in this trailer park where there's this, there's this amazing sense of community mm-hmm. and everyone knows and loves and looks out for each other. And we're watching this and Nancy just turns to me and she's like, is that what it was like in the trailer park? And I'm like, no, there were gunshots at night. you trying to break <laughs> into your trailer. It's nothing like that. So uh, that's will say, my beef with that movie. I don't think that is true of every trailer park. Every neighborhood. Well, the the trailer park that I lived in as a kid. This was in the eighties. Uh, it it was uh, sometime in the late nineties. All of the residents like pooled their money and got a loan and turned it into a cooperative. Like they, they bought the entire thing. They bought
2: the wow. The township for and something.
3: it's it's yeah. changed now. It's not like that now. now Where is it now? Uh, it's it's uh, in a little town called Lexington. Oh, oh yeah uh and it's the paul revere mobile manor i have a couple of funny stories mobile
1: about manor it. yeah <laughs>
3: um but uh so now it's like i mean there's still trailers but it's a nice place to live and it's kind of like a, a gated trailer park
1: <laughs> i'm sorry you can't come in here Okay, so let's reimagine The Last Starfighter in as some room. sort of <laughs> Boys in the Hood crime drama. <laughs> they could remake it today. And, and so he takes his, his video game skills and also his gunfighting His just
3: survival skills.
1: That point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also he might sell them some drugs. Yeah. Someone's got to.
3: The Last Starfighter is great. It's a, It's a childhood love that I will never abandon. Never felt that it accurately represented trailer parks, and there's no need to watch it on Blu ray. That's how I'll sum it up. Oh, yeah, I, I think
1: that's it, good. Was, it was real... the special
2: features about the computer graphics that they were doing because they were totally pioneering, yeah. nobody had done what they were doing. Yeah,
0: it, w- it was an amazing feat they're that like, they accomplished you, you, in 1984.
2: You, 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 you watch the special effects of it, you watch the special features of it on the DVD, and they're like, so. Um, they'd come back a couple days later and they're like, so what's it going to look like this week? Because we don't know. <laughs> yeah. can, can we do this? <clears throat> we'll try. <laughs> yeah, it was and they
0: totally
2: seated their pants. Yeah, having, That's super awesome.
0: Having used computers in 1984, it's Holy really shit. amazing what they did.
2: Because this, this is before um, the episode of... Newton's apple. You remember Newton's apple? I remember with
0: it? Ira Flato. Yeah,
2: darn right, Ira Flato. Mm-hmm. They did an episode of Newton's apple about computer graphics, and that was like in 1985 or 1986. Yep. That that episode actually occurred. Yep. And I remember seeing it. And I'm like, someday they're gonna make a Transformers movie out of that. Nobody believed me. <laughs> 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 But you can know, ah, win, but also last lose. Last Starfighter occurred before that episode yeah. of Meeting's Apple. Anyway, super exciting.
1: Um, <sighs> oh. I just remembered that the first time I saw it, in movie theaters, I went to see it in movie theaters, wow. the film You're broke lucky. and we had to yeah. wait. I remember oh. that. Oh. But what I also remember is watching the Captain Mary Stewart character and just really, it was very clear what was going on of why she, of how this was somebody who didn't want her life to change. But me watching it and just going, I never want to be like that. (laughs) So it was sort of a linchpin movie in that I was like, that right there, not me. I have defined what I am not, and it is that. (laughs) So, Mises and Monsters. (laughs) Tom Hanks.
0: Oh my god, made for TV movie.
1: Oscar winner.
0: About the evils of D&D starring Tom Hanks. Oscar winner Tom Hanks. It was a
3: Jack Chick pamphlet. (laughs) made into a movie it was an (laughs) adaptation of one of those things
1: i read the novel (gasps) what what whoa 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 stop the press is windy i read the novel whoa
3: was it 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 was the novel not the novelization of the made for tv movie i
1: am pretty sure it was the novel (laughs) oh my god because there was no reference of any kind of tv movie on it
0: this is me drinking more i'm gonna need some of that too all
1: right here here it was actually a pretty good novel actually because I, I can't remember if I read it in like late middle school or early high school, but it was actually a pretty decent novel in terms of characterization because it really went into the character who sort of lost his way mm-hmm. and what were the f- contributing factors. And But what I mostly remember is the thief character and his backstory with his crazy parent and his mom. And how much he loved classic films. I mean, even now, Mm -hmm. I clearly still remember reading this novel, and some of the characterizations are really great. And then there was the movie. And then there was the movie. (laughs) 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 And I think it might be one of those things of, much like the um, six-foot albino monk in (laughs) The Da Vinci Code, that when you read it on paper, you go, well, that's okay. But when you put it actually on film, you go, that's just fucking ridiculous. That, I think it there's a little bit of that disconnect actually happening, too. I,
0: I presume that's what's going to happen with the six-foot-tall albino subterranean blind penguins from Mountains of Madness when that eventually gets made into
1: Yeah, there's just no way you're going to make that, vi- that visually happen.
0: I'll believe it when I see it, but it's perpetually in production.
1: It's, it's always, always about to happen, honey. Always.
2: always, always, just like the this time just like the resurrection sure. of our dark road Cthulhu. Yes, oh, this yes. time for certain. <laughs> yes,
0: the so mountains
1: of, of madness. The mountains of lay sleeping
0: underneath you. Okay, ocean.
1: wait. Rob has seen mazes and monsters. Tell us about your experience, Rob.
3: I saw mazes and monsters on TV when I was probably about fourteen.
1: And it made you want to play the game, didn't it?
3: No, I I had been playing D and D first AD and D first ad, since I was about eight. Listen to the nerd talk. It's so hot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to call up the nerd police to back me up on this.
1: um, I need some backup. (laughs) Nerd police, I need some backup. (laughs) That's a nice phrase. I'm stealing that Mm. one. We're going back because we got distracted. Okay, Okay. bring it back, bring it
3: back, bring it back. I had the same problem with Majors and Monsters that I had with and still have with any film or television episode or story of any kind. It is written about something by someone who doesn't know shit about it.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's um. a lot of movies, my friend. Yeah. And
3: every detective this, show. this is a callback to, you know, earlier we said, like, every time there is a movie about the internet or hacking, computers are magical and they do whatever you tell them to do. <laughs> and, like, you're, t- you're typing on your keyboard 180 words per minute. <laughs> and when they show the screen there's obviously a mouse going around moving things you know a mouse <laughs> so, um,
0: oh and I love how the screen reflects back upon your face so you can see the words typing across your face yeah yes no
1: that's sexy that. come on that happens all the time <laughs> it's a magic thing that happens when you hack it's a special hacker mode that your screen glows that hard oh, I found that you've months. never unlocked it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you aren't nerdy. You're, you're not nerdy. They, they, just, they, just, you're they,
2: they just that. lock that feature on most monitors because it gives you cancer. So my problem... <laughs> <laughs> Spit take. <laughs> <laughs> I almost ruined Melissa's iPad. That was awesome. Do you have a bloody nose? <laughs>
1: no, that's wine coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, the good news is that oh. your nose is now a bit alcohol swabbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: My yeah.
3: nose is sterile now. Glad, oh. glad you know the So you, you remember so the scene when they first gather around the table and they're introducing their characters. First of all, there was no rolling up the characters session, they just <laughs> all showed up with their characters. <laughs> And then they introduced themselves to each other as their characters. But when they put their minis on the board, their miniatures, they were like twelve inches high. <laughs> and your miniature is like is for those of you listening at home, I'm holding my fingers about an inch and a half apart. That's the biggest that's if you've got Conan.
1: <laughs> I never did. De- I never did any D and D role playing with And you painstakingly paint
3: them. Yes,
1: I never did any miniatures. With it was just pure with glasses and
3: safety pins.
1: Maybe you yeah. did. I just did pure D and I, I, we just did pure D and D. We didn't use minis.
0: I used to have a gig painting minis. My, my, crowning, I wanted
3: one.
1: My,
0: my crowning achievement was painting a whole lance of Robotech minis as barnyard animals. Oh, that sounds like so much. Fun. It
1: was awesome. You had a cow.
0: I had cows and chickens and a pig and a pig. <laughs> Yay! So, and, and the and the little bases were all green with little grass nubbins on them with the little daisies. And somebody enjoyed these, right? Oh yes. Oh good.
3: Okay. Okay, so so I remember like
0: <laughs> he didn't ask me to paint them like that. I just
3: did. It... No, we gotta complain about mazes and monsters more. Okay.
0: okay. Yes. Yes. We yes, do. Yes. So. Okay.
3: Um, um... <laughs>
2: You know, makes this stuff. really cool is if these were all Barbie
3: characters. So they get the minis wrong, and then they're like they're showing the playing First of off, the game. First off,
1: they're not mini at all, and no. the
3: game mechanics are all off. I think they were using the wrong kind of dice too. I think they just had six sided.
1: Oh my god! God damn Did it. They Oh really? my god! You guys are making fun of me. No, I realize
3: totally that <laughs> <was laughs> that's obscene. No. That you wouldn't
2: at least have a D-
1: a twenty sider. I mean, seriously, you totally uh, need a D twenty. Come so, on.
3: So they get the game mechanics. All actually, wrong, if you don't and have and a,
1: actually, if you don't have a D four, it's just not fun because I always loved rolling a D four. You need you need percentile dice at least.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is all come this. on.
1: I am with you. Yeah. two D ten. Mostly,
0: and if
3: you was, haven't gotten and gone and bought the special hundred sided die that never stops rolling. <laughs> the 2D10s are
1: perfect you it's just need, a ball uh, you
3: actually need a test I'm not the only person that ever bought it. that as a kid am I no no I have one
1: <laughs> that's ju- it's just a ball it with numbers written
3: it. how do you know which ones are you up? roll it really slowly otherwise it will never stop have cause... you seen the cylindrical ones what yes I have <laughs> My
1: God, you two! No. no, actually, I'm mostly giving you. I'm um, I'm grabbing your crank and I'm winding it because it's okay. super fun to watch.
0: So uh, um, wait, 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 wait! Oh,
3: by grabbing my crank, she means like winding me up, not.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, my husband is sitting right here. People, we know what's going on. uh, he's fully complicit is what's going on. Anyway, you were saying, dear listeners, you cannot
0: imagine what's Um, going on here. (laughs) So
3: then, then they, they actually roleplay the game for a little while and then, they've had their first session and they all break up and go back to their dorm rooms or wherever it was they were staying and Tom Hanks, like, instantly starts to go crazy. So that was where there was a problem with, with the storytelling itself, with the writing. You don't go and play Dungeons and Dragons one time or, you know, a thousand times, really, and suddenly think you are your character, um, if that's happening, it's because you probably already thought you were your character before the start of the play. Or plan. you
1: were already mentally ill. Yeah. Which yeah. is what they do make clear in the book.
3: They did mm-hmm. not make it clear in the way it's a well, TV movie. Definitely life. not. It was the fault of that game, Mazes and Monsters. Did anyone see Bill Steitler's uh, indie film, um, uh, Thaco? Thaco, where he, There's an argument between Bill and Doc, <laughs> yeah. and it's about Tom Hanks, And Bill, to this day, his character anyway, will not forgive Tom Hanks because after that movie came on TV, he had to chase the garbage truck down the street to get his D&D books back because his mom threw them all out. And my mom didn't throw all my books out, but she did take them away and hide them and, and it was because, you know, she was afraid I was going to be corrupted by Satan. And all of my friends who played D&D, like, we all went through that exact same thing.
1: Oh, God. In large
3: part due to the the, the movie, but also the Chick Track thing and just whatever our parents' churches were telling them, you know. Well, it was ridiculous. It, it, I'm sorry, what's Chick Track?
0: Oh, okay. So, Jack Chick is an ultra-conservative comic book artist. And chick tracks what? are these no. I'm serious. It gets better. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Chick tracks are these little tiny comic now, books.
1: Tracked yeah. with Trakt. a T, not track with a K. Yeah. So it's not a track that like you I run on it was or a tracks music. With,
3: tracks with an X, so. No, it's no. tracked.
1: It's a tract because it's something that you get handed. It's a, it's a mini comic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a little tiny... I've heard of a tract book.
0: Yeah. It's a little tiny comic. It's like three inches by five inches okay. or something like that. Microzine. And yeah, a little tiny microzine that Jack Chick makes and they are these super hyper fundamentalist Christian things where like Dungeons and Dragons is evil um, premarital sex is evil. Abortions are evil. And, you and, you went outside
1: with that yeah. a hat on. You're going to hell.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
2: or that's the and easily. if you
1: go and, and it shows that you go to hell and you
0: burn in hell. There, I mean, there, are these, there. there are these
2: are here to tempt you. Yeah,
0: yeah there are gotcha. these little tiny pieces yeah. of propaganda that if you go into the deep south, you find strewn about everywhere. Um, I really bad pest. Yeah, they were. They were. They've been of part shit. of kind of comics history for at least 30 years yeah i mean they've been for around forever i was actually kind of surprised and weirdly pleased when i actually encountered one in the wild because i never had before but i was driving through kentucky on on the way to oh. Dragon Con one year, and I stopped at the gas station. and They had a stack of them in the bathroom, and I went, "Oh my God, it's a chick tracked in the wild! i would never seen one in person." And it, and I went, "This is a weird thing for me to be excited about, but I'm going to take one." It's motherfucker, a piece of history. Yeah, I, It's it's a weird souvenir from that trip, and it's and it's a horrible little piece of propaganda. Uh, but yeah, th- you they're know really ugly,
1: and hateful.
0: Do you uh, God, I can't remember, but.
1: But anyway, yeah. so Ironically, the point God is that yeah, yeah, this entire movie, Mazes and Monsters, uh-huh. is, a, is a chick track. It's a chick In track. That it's yeah. like, playing Dungeons and Dragons, your children will lose their souls and go crazy and go to hell.
3: Yeah, and, yeah. and at the end, Tom Hanks' character is still crazy. He still believes he's that cleric.
1: Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a cleric, right? Mm-hmm.
3: And all the other kids who play and go to visit him, and they just, they can't snap him out of it, and that's the end. So the moral of the story is, if you play role-playing games... Someone in your group is going to get turned into this guy. Yeah. According to the TV movie, I do know a lot of guys who think they are their role-playing characters, but they also know how to interact with reality. Sometimes. (laughs) Well, there are those guys, too. Yeah, but... um,
1: We all have the lies we tell ourselves to make our foibles more palatable for ourselves.
3: So yeah, anyway, there was that and also I couldn't identify with any of the gamers because none of them had older siblings or popular kids at school that bullied them and picked on them for, for gaming.
1: Yeah, well in the and book they're the thing, in the book they're college students.
3: Doesn't matter. They would have mentioned that their older sisters and older brothers used to beat them up for for playing a cleric.
1: There's a there's a fun part in the I don't remember the movie as well, but there's a fun part in the book where the sort of thief character and he's already been like I have an idea that we could play. We could larp, basically.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this was the original larping.
1: It, larping. Yeah. He's like, there are these caves near the campus, and we could use those for larping. And I have this idea, um, but how do I get the rest of the group to go along with it? And there's the three of them playing, and he's one of the characters, and then the other friend is is a dungeon master, and so he purposefully kills himself, and they're like level twenty characters, and so. He, he purposefully does something. He's like, I'm pretty sure I know that there's a trap there, but I'll pretend that I don't know and I'll spring the trap. And then he dies. And then they're all like, well, shit, you, you died. And we're all level 20. And for you to roll up a new character and start at level one, ah, oh, that's just not gonna work. And he's like, I have an idea. <laughs> I will be the dungeon master now, you will resume the character that you haven't played a while, and we are gonna LARP!
3: Ah, what a clever scheme you have! Conducted. I remember. Yeah, now that I remember it more, like it was the larping that that pushed him over the
1: edge. Yeah, end. because it
0: was. <laughs> he was, it was so immersive. To,
3: yeah, he was starting to get into it, but but the larping made him convinced that he was his character.
0: Dear but listeners, he, larping is evil. And and he should he's he's like we define listeners
3: sewers? what larping is? <laughs> if they're listening <laughs> no. to
1: this, they probably
3: know. What they probably know what larping is. He's going is. through the sewers, hallucinating that he's like fighting minotaurs. Yeah. And he runs into a bum, and he's. He gives his title as the official cleric of the realm or whatever. And the bum is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the king of France. And he bows down. He's like, my liege.
1: <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
3: Wow. I've known a lot. I'm almost 40. I've known a lot of people who've gotten way too into their RPG characters. And none of them have ever been close to that. I'm just going to say that. That you know of. The ones I've known. I've known a lot. Okay.
1: We still have a lot of movies to talk about. We need we to move do a lot. We do. Well, I feel like the
3: natural
0: progression from Mazes and Monsters is to Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons.
1: You know, we could break this into two episodes and have it be like board games and shit and then video games as a separate one.
0: Well, mm-hmm. or just double wide episode all around. Double wide.
1: Now we're back to the back. We're back to the metaphors. Mm-hmm. Metaphors. Wait, meta metaphors. Metaphors. Well, so, what did you just say? What was the next one? Dungeons <laughs> and
2: dragons. Well, Yeah! yeah! Oh, oh my god, it's, it's so, so not okay. But it, it is barely related to the game. <laughs> no, and but it's so
1: bad. I have such a soft spot because the watching of it was so enjoyable it in was a fun. sort of a a Stockholm syndrome way where everybody who was there <laughs> shared the experience and by God, we came through it together. Also, there's something so much fun about every time Jeremy Irons comes on oh, screen, God, he goes, shoes up, choose up that throne and choose up that wall and choose on, just gnaws on his scepter. And then he leaves and you're just like, ladies and gentlemen, Oscar winner, Jeremy Irons. And that be- that became the refrain. Anytime mm-hmm. he came on screen and then left, everybody would say it together. It was super fun.
2: And Thora Birch's smart. costumes were obscene. Oh,
1: my yes. God. It was awful. And it Thor Birch and that... And awful and glorious.
2: Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh,
1: oh, her, she had these really high collars that would wobble when she walked. And then they put her in these really tight, straight skirts that ended... Five feet above her ankles and then put her in platform shoes. They were seriously shitty costumes. She looked <laughs> horrible. And then in co- and here's this young girl, decent actress, right? You know? Like American beauty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Post American
2: beauty.
1: Yeah, decent actress. And yet, here comes Jeremy Irons, who has just taken it off the chain. He's just like, I'm doing it <laughs> by fucking God, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to do something today. Yeah. I don't care if it's good, but it's going to happen.
3: Uh, this, how I do everything.
1: I mean, seriously, it's like his entire acting, like, concept or philosophy was the happening. I don't know what it is, but it is happening. It is happening, and it is happening right here by God. And poor Thora Birch, it's happening right in front of her, in her face. And she literally, almost her hair is being blown back by what is happening in front of her. And she's just like, oh, sweet Jesus, somebody fastened my seatbelt. She was like that Maxell ad from the 80s. Like, oh, and it was such a terrible
0: movie. <laughs> it's and, great radio, Rob. It's great radio. There were gestures happening. Don't worry.
1: Gestures anything. and
0: things. Gestures. Take a drink.
1: And, uh.
3: Google it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We should put it in the show notes. Dungeons and Dragons. I don't recommend it unless you've got at least five other friends and plenty of alcohol. And then I highly recommend it. I think think we should reel it back to the 80s and go with...
3: We haven't talked about Clue yet.
1: I think we should talk about
0: Clue. Let's go through the game We're never going to get out of the 80s on this podcast, are we? That's uh, fine. That's all right. Okay, game so
2: close. In the 80s. This is a
3: historical podcast. It
0: is. It is. It is. <laughs> and we'll just
1: have to have Rob back
0: for another, another installment for the 90s. I don't
3: remember much of the 90s.
1: Whoa. Look at
0: that! Sounds it, like a story.
1: Wait a minute, I gotta I'm get sure this. I'm sure it is,
3: but I couldn't tell it.
1: <laughs> and then, he, and then, and then, Rob strikes this pose. <laughs> what? <And> seriously. He <laughs> leans back. He's like, I don't remember the '90s, and he leans back and he puts his hand back. And it's like, what? I don't
3: remember. I did a very '90s pose, didn't I?
1: You did. a totally you did. Totally '90s you did. pose. That that that's very
2: mumblecore. <laughs> okay, this oh. is our this is our fourth bottle of wine.
1: No, third. It's, not. third. it's only a third. It's only look a it there. Yeah, there are okay. there are four of us here, so none of us has had a complete bottle of wine yet.
0: Yet. Yeah. Um, yeah another is, one. Another glass. I'm gonna be draped over Rob. This is Trader okay. Joe's
2: okay. Grand Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, 2012 Yountville.
0: And and also, um, we completely killed a yellowtail maulback,
2: which I <laughs> abandoned and moved on.
0: Yeah, it was Traders. kind of peppery and I was I was okay
1: with that
3: well, I stopped paying attention to what I was doing just took yeah. It
1: yeah
2: I mean there comes a point where you're just putting it in your mouth mm-hmm. uh, but this this is um, relatively dry
1: ah um, that's what she said <laughs> woo
2: with, with a touch of coffee in it
1: and then there's my husband, and we are still talking. Well, he's he's cheers.
0: he's being serious about this podcast. We should let him, because we can drink more that way.
1: Yeah, you take it, honey. We're going to mm. be over drinking. So mm.
2: what What were we up to? We're up to drinking. Clue. We're Clue. We are Clue. up to Clue. Clue. Oh, my Clue. God. Where do we start? Oh, my God. Clue, 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 Clue. Clue was my introduction to Tim Curry. <gasps> I am pretty Me. sure the first time I ever saw Clue, Melissa, was at a cast party with you.
0: Oh my god, you might be right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It, it oh, hold was... on, high five,
2: Monty, high five. High five, high five. Um, hey. It was hilarious. I'm going to take the moment right now, since Melissa and I are both here, to plug the Irondale Drama Club um, fundraiser that's going on right now on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So um, Now, the... granted, this will go up like eight weeks later. So. That, that's true, but th- they you can know. still use money, I'm sure. Um, that's true. Uh, drama, I know, made a lot of us who we are today. That and, true. um... Drama and. of one kind or another. True. <laughs> 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 sure, so that, my friend. Some In of us hand. got
1: therapy. Some of us went on the stage.
2: <laughs> some of us... But, uh, you know, uh, thanks to all of the drama kids in high school, I, I managed to see this movie and um, uh, forever changed my opinion of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is uh, witty and frantic and uh, introduced me to car- uh, actors that I should have known many years prior
3: and didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, How mad were you when you realized you hadn't known this? Did you have flames on the side?
2: Flames. On the side of my face, I flames, flames. Madeline Kahn, Madeline Kahn. Oh my God, what a vision! Yeah, (laughs) Madeline Um, Kahn. Also, Eileen
1: Brennan and Martin Mull, Mm. and just wasn't everybody in Warren. Yes, and. Um, McKeon? Me at McKeon. Michael yeah, McKeon. Uh, Micah McKeon.
0: It
3: was like and... the perfect cast of comedy. Oh, and they loved,
1: and they all were having a great time. I oh, love reading. Every behind. single one
2: of them was was uh, was up to Jeremy I- Jeremy Iron's standards. Yeah. So um
1: well uh, then, when you read behind the scenes stories about making the film, they all had a great time, which is so delightful to read about.
2: And and of course everybody understand everybody Knows the and if in case you don't, um, when it was shown in the theater, it was shown with a different ending, on a random basis.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, when I very quickly they abandoned that and they would mark which ending was on there.
0: Yeah, when I went to see it in the theater, it was like
1: ending B. Yeah. And you had A, B, or C that yeah. you could see. I remember
3: see. the ads on, on TV though. Yeah. Like, the initial ads were like, uh, "How it ends depends on where you see it." That was the tagline on the ad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and
2: um
1: and then very quickly they realized people wanted to see all three but and they didn't want to have to sit through an ending they had already seen yeah so then they marked them so that you could go specifically see the movie again hey
2: and so business and so mm-hmm. when you rent it if you rent it um cuz i don't think it's streaming anywhere right now um yeah. Yeah, yeah most most of the time when you get the disc it will actually run all three or four endings how many Is endings three? Three three it's It's three it will run all three endings yeah and the they team, are all like, logically correct things. yeah
1: know. So that's left. how it might have ended. This is also how it might have ended, but, but here's how it, how it really, really ended.
2: ended. Yeah, And yeah. I'm going to go home and have sex, sex with, with my wife. wife. Back to Clue. A lot of movies after I saw Clue, I didn't realize Tim Curry was Tim Curry.
0: Well, because, because you, know, you he, see Legend and he's well, under 30s. He's, well, yeah, and but of. he embodies his it? roles.
2: so. Him and Kevin Klein, in particular... I didn't... I love
1: him in... I love him so much in Hunt for Red October because yes. he's so Weasley. <laughs> he's a Weasley and just... What? I don't, uh, he's just such a weak little worm. Yeah. Just love it.
2: Uh, he's a magnificent performer. Yeah, we, I wish well, we saw no, more of him.
1: And so this was the first time that they took a... This was really the first board game movie.
2: Really? Yeah, sure.
1: I think it was, I'm yeah. I'm pretty
2: sure you're right. and yeah. well, unless it's you count right. And it
1: brilliantly constructed, and I remember everybody being like, what? But this one actually made sense because there is a narrative inherent in the board game. Somebody has been killed and you have to find out who it is. Right. This one made sense. At the time, it didn't seem ridiculous. It seemed like, oh, that could be clever. I'm interested in this. And also, how do you say no to that cast? But yeah. as we know... Somewhere along the way, they went. Well, they turned Clue into a movie. Let's take this board game and see what happens.
0: I want to know what genius penned that script because you don't look at the game Clue and think, "Oh, this is a rip-snorting comedy. This is a no." I mean, it's, uh, you
1: comedy. would uh, you would have thought that somebody would have come up with a who done it murder mystery, yeah. but instead, it's a comedy. Yeah, you guys know it's what,
3: so is, an... what is very common these days is someone writes a script. And in order to get it made into a movie, they have to get someone who owns an IP, an intellectual property, right? to say, I want my intellectual property to be a movie, and here I'll give you some money, but you have to rename your characters to be my IP. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, if this was maybe one of the early instances of that. Like, like somebody wrote a
1: great comedy? Somebody
3: had already written this great like send-up of whodunits, and uh, Parker Brothers, whoever owns Clue, it was like, well, we'll help you make the movie, but you got to advertise our game.
2: That's it was, weird. It was written by John oh, Landis, yeah. and Whoa. Jonathan Lynn and Anthony Pratt uh, developed the board game. Oh my god, John Landis makes so much sense.
1: Please take us okay. on a journey into the wizard. Okay, so, the wizard. The wizard.
2: Okay, uh, um, a young autistic child who is uh, extremely gifted at video games... And um, two young uh, ne'er-do-well hooligans uh, <laughs> basically abduct him and take him out to, is it California? California. California Across the country, um, I think the oldest child is like 10, yeah. maybe 11. Yeah, these kids yeah. are hitchhiking. This is the 80s when apparently you're allowed to, take your kids to let your kids go to the park on their own without getting arrested. It's in any true. Case. I remember the 80s. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, and they go out to California intent on competing in a video game competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, they're practicing video games in the back of trucks as they're hitchhiking across the country. Um, because
1: they're, wait, they're video games plugged in in the back of trucks? Yeah. There are. They're,
2: there are. I don't, running, I, mean, uh, I don't know if they're running I don't know if they're running Wow,
3: that's or... magic. I had a, I had a video game in the 80s that was um, And it was then was like they, a, a they shark You held up and you had buttons on either side and yeah. it was <gasps> I the, remember that. Virtual yeah. Boy. Yeah, It wasn't that oh. but it was like there. they weren't actual video games like there weren't pixelated guys running around inside but they were like three uh, like L- possible L- combinations L- LCD of LEDs. Stuff. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And like which which button you pressed determined which LCDs came on. Yep. Yeah. And there was a program that kept track of which ones were on. So if you got shot or whatever, the game was over. Yeah. It was, it was high tech. In, <laughs> it was well, super impressive. In 1985, that yeah. was... No one else had that.
1: Oh, goodbye, bottle of wine. Oh, Very
2: well, Cabernet Sauvignon, Yountville, Napa Valley, 2012. That, um, really, really lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have killed our third bottle of wine for this episode.
0: Bravo, bravo. So are we going to break
2: into the box, or are we going to grab another bottle?
0: I've got uh,
2: two six-packs of beer over there, too. Oh,
0: Sunday. Um, I'd rather keep
1: drinking red wine.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, um so uh uh and then and course, and one of these never do well
2: hooligans is Fred Savage, Fred from, Savage from the Wonder Years and the uh, autistic brother the wait, autistic boys what? older brother is uh, Christian Slater right? pre Wonder Years is it pre
3: no I, I think
0: it was I don't
3: think so wait um,
0: when did I the Wonder Years or this, was it like, the, the, the
3: seasons of Wonder Years The uh, Wizard
0: was 1989 okay uh Wonder Years was in the 90s Okay, what? I'm pretty sure this was pre-Wonder Years.
3: Okay. I think Wonder Years was late 80s, because I remember seeing it in early high school.
0: Really? Could have been
1: concurrent.
3: And I'm it actually could've... much younger than I sound, but I was Wonder not Years TV series,
1: 88 to 93. So we are both correct.
3: All right. Mm. So it is, it is
2: intra... Intra-Wonder Years. Intra-Wonder Years. What year years. was it?
1: 1989. Yeah, 1989. so he did one season, and then he went off and did this. So
2: they... they, they, they shark some... But
3: it's time... Yeah. Anyway,
2: wow. go on. Sorry. Um, so, uh, you know, they continue to shark other uh, video gamers as they cross the country. And um, when they get to the... Uh, oh, uh, oh. One, one of the groups has a power glove. Yes,
0: the power glove. The it's power so glove. bad. It's a
2: big deal. It's, it's so bad. It never really worked very well. No, i played with no, it, it several didn't. times, and it never, never really worked. It was kind of sad. And then they get out to California, and really, and they... Oh, and oh my god, there's a reveal of a brand new game called Super Mario Brothers. whatever the fuck it was. It was three, the best <laughs> of <from> the series. <laughs> no, the, the whole thing is like a big propaganda well, piece. Oh, yeah, well, so they had, had nowhere to go it. but up. Uh, I liked two. It, it wasn't was a, a dream! dream. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't part of the. It wasn't. It, w- it was uh, a parallel universe. It was-
1: Dear listeners, my eyes have officially glazed over. Yeah, no, the whole oh, thing I'm is a propaganda
0: sorry. piece for Nintendo. Yeah, it's it, a, it's an the, advertisement. The the It last might as well be
2: Transformers.
0: Tw- sound of my eyes glazing. The last twenty to twenty five minutes is is Just. a huge preview for the next Mario Brothers game. And
2: wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: In Just any case. Wow.
2: Um yeah, it it's uh
1: I just like the idea It's worth watching from the historical
2: perspective, but certainly not from filmmaking and or story making.
1: Young kids hitchhiking across America and Mm -hmm. playing video games in the back of moving trucks. Yeah. This is... That sounds like gold
0: to me. Gold. Yeah. Pure gold. You know know what? It's more watchable than you think it might be just because... The performances are
2: actually charming. French
0: Savage is very... Charming he actor. Uh, the he a very the capable actress. What, actor.
2: what was the name of the? What was the name of the actress? She was quite good too. Yeah, she was uh,
0: there. There was there was a girl, and she was a lot of fun too.
2: Okay, let's so do the eighties. You know, let's just finish. Let's Super Mario just, Mario just kind of wrap it, it up because I because I
0: feel like an era ended with Super Mario Brothers. Okay, that Super Mario Let, Let's do Super Mario Brothers, because that is a terrible fucking movie, and I love it.
1: So Just, we're naming this episode, it? Holy Fuck, We Can't Stay On Topic. Yeah. Yes, we are. Jesus, okay, dear like listeners. Weasels have dragged us off on the path and beaten us. Why
0: dear listeners. You, why did
2: you invite me on this show?
1: I have no idea. You invited <laughs> yourself.
0: Dear listeners, we have been recording for two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> We're still on and, episode one. And we're still on episode
2: one. The Phantom Menace. <laughs>
1: and I presume you are the Phantom Menace. Normally
2: we are a little bit more on topic. It's your fault. When I go to bed after this episode, if things clear up,
3: then it's my fault. Someone yeah, okay. call Mr. Drape over me for the next episode.
0: Hey, I'm working on it.
1: Honey, sit down.
3: <laughs> I was... I would have for
1: it. I know, so, but that was radio. I was playing to the radio audience, <laughs>
3: so You could have had like a beard off.
1: Dude... <laughs> No, your beards would have gotten caught and velcro. They are very short. Are they they like braces? Do they get entangled? Yeah, pretty much. much. I don't know how gay
3: stuff works. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either, but I'm willing to learn.
1: I don't know how (laughs) gaystuffworks.com.
2: I think we have a business model.
1: But I'm willing to learn. Just you just put that out. Things. You put that out in the ether now, Mr. Rob Callahan. I'm willing to learn, Rob Callahan.
2: Mr. Dimple. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. <laughs> this can play to both the 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 male and the female crowd. What? Anyway,
3: the ones that want to watch. Uh... John Barrowman and uh, Spike from Buffy make up that crowd.
2: Who oh, doesn't hey. wanna watch that? I wanna watch that. And I'm straight. <laughs> well 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 eighty five percent straight. Yeah, yeah. Wow that's just hot just like, add Hugh Jackman to the mix and, where
0: uh, are you on the Kinsey scale okay so we're going to we <laughs> were going to talk about Super Mario
3: Brothers but can we just talk about
0: Super
1: Mario Brothers please please, please dear god please let us okay. let us interesting
3: tie in <laughs> because, no interesting tie in because um, <laughs> the, uh, we had the vitamin short story contest this year and the okay. theme was fanfic and the winner out of like 200 and some entries, it was Mario Luigi slash Slashfick. With who? Whoa. Oh. And who wrote it? With each other. It was not like a, an established author. It was someone who actually is just like someone who does this in their spare time.
1: Yeah, but who is um, Mario have it, getting it on with?
3: With Luigi. Luigi.
1: Okay, just... well, it That's so, ins- not
2: only Slashfick, it's also incest.
1: It's incest. Oh, oh no, I they, Mario they, Luigi They
3: explained Slashful. that away. Uh, oh. They were lovers, but... In the Mushroom Kingdom, or the Magic Kingdom, whatever it's called, uh, they, they, they would have been brothers. scorned, so they had to, in order to live with each other, they had to tell everyone they were brothers. I had oh,
1: two... Like I, the... Like the... So they, like, the greatest, like Mrs. Charles. Well, like the slightly queer uncles. Yes. I, I had two aunts like that. <laughs> I did. Just
0: two?
3: They were sisters?
0: They they were quote-unquote sisters. But they were not.
1: I think they're Lebanese. (laughs)
3: That's okay, Jenny.
1: I got a sombrero from them. (laughs) That sounds like a euphemism. It really does. But I really did get a sombrero. Is there a little man
3: in it? (laughs) No. The movie. The movie. Okay, Okay. Okay. so the movie. So So, Super Mario Brothers. Super
1: Mario Brothers. This is is... Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, not Xanadu Sexuality (laughs) Cynodos.
2: But Rob's here.
3: How <laughs> <laughs> about the
0: synodomes? Ah, or the Cinedomes. The synodome Cinedomes. Sounds like a snack cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God! We you need s- snack cakes. I got Go get sh- a oh. snack cake. So, so A super A-list actors. Yeah. So Super Mario Brothers was a big. Deal. Oh, it it deal. It was a big budget thing. It was a big budget thing. It had
2: video game movie. It had Bob Hoskins. The the most most successful super game uh, um video game franchise of all time. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. And like it had, eight years after it was released. Well, six years after it was released. No, Nintendo and Super Mario Brothers was released 1984 1985 Yeah. yeah it doesn't
1: like matter. This. The point is. Even I played Super Mario Brothers, and I didn't play video games.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. It was huge. It's the reason to buy the the Nintendo Entertainment System. Hmm. And so the
0: this movie property comes out with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo.
1: Is it Leguizamo?
2: It's Leguizamo. Oh, Leguizamo. Is it Leguizamo or Tintura? It is Leguizamo. I'm drunk. Leguizamo versus. Slash.
1: Yeah. He had really great legs in Tuang Fu. He
0: did.
2: Cute. I'm kind of gay for him.
0: So anyway, John somebody or other and Dennis Hopper as Poopa. But anyway, there's this this movie, it, it gets all this backing and everybody's super excited for it and
1: it is terrible. Um wait, what so Samantha Mathis.
2: Samantha princess? Mathis Princess Daisy.
1: What the oh, fuck? Yeah,
2: Which right. and Daisy is the name of the girl from uh from actual Mario Brothers, not Super Mario Brothers.
3: Mm, no, from Donkey Kong.
2: Yeah. Oh, Donkey Kong. You're right. Thank you. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah that was, wasn't it Polly or Pauline or something? No, it was Daisy. Daisy. I will give
0: the Super Mario Brothers movie oh, she credit. Was an American Seco. I will give Super Mario Brothers credit. The degrees. Mario Brothers actually do plumbing. True. Okay. They actually fix pipes in the movie.
2: Yep.
1: That's good, because they're they are, they're plumbers. They're plumbers. They they wear the coveralls. By the yep. way, it's Princess Pauline. I don't know where the fuck Princess Daisy is. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I know her name is Daisy. I don't know where they got Daisy.
0: There is a princess with a name. Okay, because um, there's, a you know, that there's inherent sexism and all that fun this stuff. This is but post anyways.
2: Super Mario Brothers three. It is just pre um, uh, Mario sixty four. mm mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they have King Koopa played by Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Um. They also have uh, Koopa's three kids: Iggy, Spike, and Lena.
0: Oh God,
2: them! Yeah.
0: It wasn't good. It no. wasn't good. It is kind of delightful if you're into bad movies. Lance is, Hendrickson. Yeah.
3: Bishop? Yeah, yeah. Bishop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have a weird fascination with the Super Mario Brothers movie in that it it is this w- bizarro, hyper-colored, obnoxious, has nothing to do with the source material, except for plumbing, which they actually do, which oddly enough, the video game really doesn't, and Dennis Hopper being Dennis Hopper mm-hmm. in 1993. What's not to love?
1: Can we just wrap it up? Okay. <laughs> it's 10.30, and you're talking about two more episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're way off topic.
2: So the special effects are um, pedestrian for 19, early 1990s standards. Um, the performances are hackneyed at best. Mm-hmm. And um, if you like bad movies, you should see it. And if you don't, then you should uh, move on to better fare. It's it's kind of a
0: glory of obnoxiousness. I will say that.
1: Okay. The yeah. End. So those are movies based on games, and apparently we're going to talk about more movies based on games at some other
0: point. On some other point.
1: At some other point. Yeah. Anyway, so it's time to ask Rob our questions. Yes. Rob, 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 Rob.
0: Okay, Okay, we've got questions for you. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one. Who are you?
3: I'm Rob Callahan. Yay!
1: Yay! I'm Rob Callahan. That's awesome.
0: No, you're not. You're Wendy. Question number two. What do you do? Do. What do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? I'm Rob Callahan. (laughs) High five! Very well done. <laughs> M slash do. Yeah. Well, you are wearing a T shirt that has your name on it twice. What yes. warrants that sort of? What warrants that sort of recognition? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't
3: know. I just do stuff, and people pay attention.
0: That's... Okay.
3: Okay. I <laughs> didn't mean for this to happen. Well, you you write. You're a big nerd. I write. I'm a. Um, I've been called a nerd icon. Okay. I'm only an happy icon? with one of those two words, because, like, you know. Nerd. I grew up, like, nerd was like a bullying thing. Like, uh, if someone was shouting nerd, you were about to get stuffed into your own locker or have your glasses, glasses smashed or something. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with being an icon. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. I think okay. most of us <laughs> Icon, yes. Even <laughs> worship
0: worship You know, I've watched yeah. enough Tartofsky movies that... I hear the word icon. I imagine your face being painted lovingly on this religious uh, small, imagery.
1: Ri- sort of small panel that yeah, you can maybe panel. put in a shrine. I imagine yeah, yeah, myself yeah, yeah. an 8 Okay,
3: okay, got it, um, got with, it, got it. With chibi eyes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so like when a mundane says uses the word nerd, like I, I cringe.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, when somebody outside of the culture uses nerd, it is a pejorative.
3: But, like, when, when the mic is off and later we're all going, so you're a nerd, too, and you're a nerd, we're all nerds, this is great. That's fine. hmm um, Except for you. I'm not going to tell the listeners which one I'm pointing to, but one of us here is not a nerd. What? Aww. And which one it is depends on when you listen to this podcast.
1: Oh. What?
3: It's a clue reference. Oh. I know. Oh. It was oh. Very
1: clever. Very clever. Very clever. He was pointing them. They'll
3: probably end that up. (laughs) up. Um,
1: Hey, Rob, there's a third question.
3: What's the third question?
1: Third question. If Kublai
0: Khan was to decree a pleasure dome for you, what would be in your pleasure dome?
3: Gina Torres playing Wonder Woman.
0: Ooh! That is a really
1: good choice, my friend. That is that is well played,
3: sir. Because,
1: man, would she seriously rock that.
3: And if he's an all-available Joss Whedon directing.
1: Yeah. 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 He knows High how to five. direct strong female characters, as we all know. Although I hate the quote, strong female character. He knows how to direct realistic female characters. Mm-hmm. How about we say he,
0: that? He knows how to direct characters. Hey! Who happen there. to be female.
1: I like that.
0: Eh.
3: And if he's behind the wheel, I'll even allow a Wonder Woman musical. Because he can do it.
0: Oh. Oh. Winnie Winnie and has know, that distant look at her. And we eye.
3: know Gina Torres can sing because of Cleopatra twenty-five twenty-five she did the theme song. <laughs> I've, I've gotta go clean up I, I, my
2: shoulders.
0: Rob, I love you so much right now. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs>
2: What's question four? You have my permission to make out with him after I go to
0: bed. Awesome. Every, everybody in this room is going to make out with you, Rob. Just just telling you.
1: <laughs> and he shrugs. Yeah, hey, it happens all, right. all the time. Yeah. It happens. I'm single. <laughs> hey, FYI, ladies. Rob's single. <laughs> pew, pew.
2: He's super cute.
3: Take it he, is. For me. he is.
0: Now, dear Rob...
3: Question four I'm um, coming up on thirty, if that's a problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if by coming up on you mean waving at
3: <laughs>
1: as you pass it by. In the nobody distance. nobody needs thirty is annoying. Forty is where it's at.
0: <laughs> <I'll see>. Yeah. <laughs> Rob and I are proof that the age that we are at is awesome. <laughs> is there a fourth question?
1: <laughs> it is. And there is. There what is. I'm drunk occasion? enough I have to think what it is. All right, Rob. Okay. We would like a recommendation for the communal pleasure dome—something to share that all of us could share in.
3: And it can't be Gina Torres as one of in a musical to recommend.
1: Well, I mean, seriously, all of us are going to borrow that. Oh yeah, we need a, we need a right. concrete one. No, 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 because no. we... something
0: that exists that you have discovered recently that you a real thing, well, not necessarily yeah. recently, or a or you know, whenever something that you feel that. Not too many people know about that, more people should know about.
3: In 2010, there was an independent film made without the authorization of the rights holders, and it was called Mega Man. Oh! Mm-hmm. And if you're a bad movie aficionado, you'll love parts of it. <laughs> an endorsement you will find nowhere else and if and if you're if you're a competent sci-fi action movie aficionado you'll like the other (laughs) parts. okay okay because this movie really is a mixed bag but it's it's something that if you can find it give it a watch it's it's a lot of fun okay you can you can almost see even though it was Capcom you can almost see him doing the Konami code in his head at one point so
1: (laughs) bravo Bravo. We're gonna wrap this up, listeners. This has been an epic recording session. I hope to god Melissa can make sense of it in the editing suite. (laughs) I record drunk, edit sober. Yes, this words of wisdom. Words really to live by. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, and this has been Wendy, and that has been Melissa. And this has been Rob. And that has been Chris. And we are so done. I'm
2: getting
3: a jaw cramp from, from his <laughs> mouth. <laughs>